this house, there's some holes in 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 this house, that's right only only for the sexy people ladies and gentlemen if you ain't sexy you know where you need to go and it's not here okay you gotta get out ladies and gents what is going on wlr only for the most precious you know what I mean? <laughs> My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Mecca G, hanging out here with you guys, Hami Media, what is going on, the PW Hustle Networks, what is going on, conspicuous by his absence, the God of Thunder, the Andrew Bello is not here today, he is uh, doing Asgardian things, I don't even ask questions, you know, when he tells me I'm off doing, I'm like, listen, I don't want to know, I don't want to be part of this, uh, like, intergalactic battle that you got going on, I, I, I am sure it's all on the up and up. And if it's not, I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. So, so he's out doing his thing. Could not be here today. Should be back next week. But of course we got the main event. Cause otherwise, you know, come on. I mean, really the strangler, Steve King in the fall of Billy Ray Valentine, the fall of Mecca G. It is no longer the summer. The summer of Striz happened and it was glorious. Everybody loved it. What's up to the Friday locker room and the Ayatollah Ben Hameen. But Striz is here today, ladies and gents. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to put together a show. What is going on, dude? I, I can't give you the Andrew Bello intro. Oh, that's even, all right. I'm not even going to try to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's better okay. off if it's just left unsaid. But yeah, I appreciate yeah, you bringing me on anyway. I'm going to uh, just yeah. leave it alone. But it is the Strangler Steve King, ladies and gents. What's up? Tell the people what's going on. Hey, buddy. Well... I can I can let people in on what uh, Andrew Bello is doing tonight. He's oh. murder fucking the goddess of thunder, and uh, <laughs> we'll probably hear about it sometime in our group chat around tomorrow around six or seven a.m. <laughs> Whether or not she she's able to be revived is you know yet to be determined. So good we'll lord, have to find out what happened there. But uh, yeah, hey, it's, it's it's cool to do a two man booth every here and there. This is the first one you and I have done. In this entire like season, the whole yeah. summer of Striz, and now right. you know we went with the three man three man booth. Here we are, the first fall of Mecca G, and uh, of Mecca G and and, yeah. and and Bello has already abandoned me. I'll catch yeah. your punk ass down the road, you piece of filth. Get well, I just hope he I hope he doesn't have fake COVID. You know how that's kind of starting <laughs> to rumble his head back around the corner. Seriously, so bro. you know, I heard it's today cr- that uh, our wonderful um, president Joe. Biden has now decided to wear a mask indoors mm-hmm. at the White House again, so I can't wait to have fucking my PTSD return by watching that shit on TV all day long. Oh, God. And um, I will not be mask. complying to any uh, mask mandates or any of that bullshit again. And uh, I, I can't imagine. You're probably already seeing some people in New York City, the fucking most bluest city other than probably San Francisco in the entire nation. You must be seeing people wearing masks walking on the street looking like a bunch of goddamn fools. You know, not too many, to be honest. Um, I, I, th- I think, and I said this on America Unplugged last time we did it. I was like, I, I think that um, they'll find a fair amount of pushback 
um, all over the United States, not necessarily yeah. just, you know, in in uh, in in uh, areas where you would expect it. I think in all over the United States, there'll be a fair amount of pushback for something like this. Here in New York, people are walking around like nothing ever happened because nothing is happening right now. Right. You know, and, and, and I don't want to belittle, um, you know, uh, anybody that's been affected by COVID. I understand. I knew people. I know it's real. I know people got sick. Uh, it's it's it was a it was a thing, you know, but, uh, you know, these mask mandates are a little over the top. In my opinion, you don't need them if you don't want them. The masks don't do anything anyway, nine times out of ten. And this is a lot of credible people that that have said this. You know, it's not just me speaking off top. So people are walking around here like it's all good. Shriz, you it's know, good um, to hear. I hope you know that favorite diner of ours, the Eleven Eleven Boys official diner of New York right. City. Right, I want right, them right. to stay open because we met the owner and he was a great guy and yeah. just a dude trying to make it and pay that rent so he can keep the money coming and feed his family, you know. And we we talked to him for a good hour when we were there that day and uh, you know, great little place, great food. Not only did he take our order, but he made our lunches and everything. Like <laughs> it was a one man show because he couldn't afford to have anybody there because right. people were afraid to go out at the time. I'd hate for him to have to go through all that shit again. Uh, yeah, this is hard enough in the restaurant business trying to make a living. I know I've been a part of it for 35 years. It's really right. tough to make a buck in the restaurant business. So I just hope uh, these guys aren't having like lockdowns and mandates. Nah, you can't, nah, nah, you know, nah. you have to, you know, uh, write down your phone number and let me aim this fucking radar at your goddamn head to I'm make sure your temperature, bro. you know, yep. is, is acceptable for entry. You yeah. know, and the thing that scares me, dude, is that I have been seeing a lot down here in Phoenix, and this is like a, a purplish state. It used to be very red. Now it's very purple. And now I'm starting to see uh, more parking spots being as, uh, assigned to, like, pickup orders, and uh, they put in these barriers these like little these little metal swinging doors that when you get close to them they open automatically right now so you can enter the grocery store but god knows when they're ready to punch the button and say you can't shop here because of x y and z you know or you need the chip in your hand and don't worry the door will swing wide open and you get 15 dollars worth of free uh, potato chips and uh you know, mixed nuts because you were a good boy and you got the chip put in your hand. <laughs> now, I, I won't be uh, complying to any of that. So, no, 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 no. Oh, and also this week at my grocery store, they took out, there's about um, two huge banks of, um, you know, swipe yourself, you know, check yourself out, scanners and stuff. There's a, on, on each side. And then there was about 20 different registers where they're manned by employees, even though they only have two people. Right. On registers the entire frigging day, even though they have 20 registers and lines down the aisles, they don't book enough people to to work the aisle to to work the checkout. Right. They also just got rid of two more or three more of those entire checkout lanes and put more uh, swipe yourself uh, grocery uh, lanes. Oh, in there. do it yourself, eliminating so, people. Yeah. Why the future does not need you. But like, you're doing somebody else's job, but no discount to you for doing it yourself. Yeah. They don't oh. train you on it. They just, here's, here's this, figure it out. And you have to boop, 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 and put your veggies on there. There's an old lady going, what number do I press for lettuce? And you're waiting 15 <laughs> minutes so she can figure out how to do that. And that's yeah, a pain in the ass. How do I put my coupons in? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? So it's the way you know, it's the just, you're, you're seeing, though, the preparation for something to happen, right? You know, like, you, I don't know if you can feel it or not, but I definitely feel it. And now I'm starting to see it. And as soon as today, when they said that Biden was going to wear his mask, because Dr. Jill, doctor, got COVID, they're not saying how, uh, you know, 
now he's going to wear his mask indoors like a fucking moron. And I got to say, one of the most triggering things for me is to see somebody driving in a car by themselves with their mask on. I still see that every now and then. And it just drives me nuts. Like, what do you think is going to happen to you? Right. It's insane. Right. No, absolutely, sir. 100%, man. It's, it's, it's some craziness going on, man. Um, but we're going to be okay. I don't, I don't think they're going to lock us down. I, I really don't think that's going to be a thing. If there is lockdowns, it's going to be massive pushback. And it's not going to be the majority. It's going to be a minority, but it's a growing minority that's going to push back and it's going to be very vocal. I don't think it's going to happen. That could be wishful thinking. At some point, though, Striz, I think you're absolutely right. They're prepping us for something, right? There's a primer. They've all said it. It's coming. Something's coming. It's just yep. a matter of when it, that's coming. So everybody go out and get prepared. And I don't mean, you know, um, I just say go, go out and get prepared. Get, 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 get food and, and water. Make sure you have enough of that stuff at all times. I got to do the same here also. Listen, CM Punk, let's talk about the dude. I mean, we can talk about a couple of other things. We can talk about Dom Dom being the greatest of all time and, and, and the, the Judgment Day having all the straps, all of them. Pretty much, yeah. Dominating professional wrestling, the, better than the Four Horsemen, <laughs> better than whomever. You, you name the faction. All right, we could talk, talk a little bit about that. But let's talk about the guy CM Punk. Hey, we're going to break an exclusive right here. Are you ready for this, Striz? I work. I worked really hard for this, okay? I, I worked really hard to get this, this footage for the PW Hustle Networks, for Hameen Media, for the WLR, WLR audience that, that, that so many of you uh, were on Twitter saying, hey, keep doing the shows. We appreciate you for that. You know, and so many of you with the shout outs that we're going to do a little bit later. Listen, I got, I got the biggest scoop for everyone here today. Now... There was a scuffle in the back between CM Punk and Jack Perry. It was filmed. It was filmed. Was it really? Yes, it was filmed. And um, and uh, they have this right, and they're and they're saying that CM Punk can ask for it, get it released. That way, we can see what actually happened according to British law. I don't know how true this is. This was what culture that said this, right? Um, I, I love what culture, by the way. I love watching what culture wrestling. It's dope. Um, all right. But but I, being the Mecca G, being Cody Lodes, being Billy the Kid, wow. I was able to get the footage of CM Punk and Jack Perry. Striz, are you ready for this? Family? Oh, my God. I can't wait. Lay it on me. Are you going to ask me how I got this? Uh, I don't want to end up dead, so no. This is, this is very good. Okay, tell me what you think of this. And everybody in the chat, I got it, bro. I, I got this deal. Hold on. Let me see what we can do here. We're gonna we're gonna share something with with you guys here. I'm still trying to figure the audio visual department here isn't exactly the greatest. All right, can you see this? Not yet. Boom. Can you see that, Shriz? Okay, yeah, it's coming up. Yep. All right, here we go. CM Punk and Jack Perry. Look at them. Look oh at them. wow! Oh, going right at it. Oh, this my is goodness. insane. How come they look like oh, that? They don't goodness. look like themselves. Oh, the slapping. Oh my! Ooh. Really giving it to Jack Perry. Oh Look at goodness. that! What the hell is this about? Well, I got I got the scoop for you guys. See, I'm always working hard for the people here at WLR. <laughs> what what's your what's your take on what you just saw here? Who who is? Ooh, the I don't know. It seemed like CM Punk had the uh, 
the advantage the whole time to me. Right, right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, you know, he's a former MMA fighter. You got to give him a little credit there. Whereas let's, Jack Perry, the only thing he ever probably ever fought was trying to open a bag of pretzels. So let's talk about it, right? So so CM Punk, and you, you touched on something very crucial, right? He's a former MMA fighter with what company, the UFC and Endeavor, right? That's right. So before, uh, if if the WWE was on its own, I would say that CM Punk going to the WWE was not possible. Pretty much, I would. Of course, it's possible. Of course, right? Because they, they'd give anybody money. Anybody can come back or whatever. But right. not probable. You know, it's not a probable thing. Being that Triple H is in charge, they hate each other. There's an, enough of the locker room that hates CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Even though some people have been reported saying, "Let's bring him back and make some money," right? But what changes things is Endeavor, because he worked for Endeavor, and apparently he has a good. He's in good standing with them. And if he is to come back to the WWE, they would make the call, not Vince Man, not Vince McMahon or anyone else. It would be Endeavor that makes the call. It's possible that CM Punk can show up in the WWE. What are your thoughts, Chris? I think it's very possible because, it, like you said, with Endeavor being involved, at the end of September is when the deal is finalized. And, you know, for all you know, intents and purposes, they may just tell Vince, all right, buddy, well, thanks very much. You know, here's your $9.3 billion. Get the fuck out and take Triple H, take Bruce Pritchard, take all these, take Michael Hayes, and uh, you guys have a great night, and we're going to fucking do what we want. CM Punk, get your ass in here, bring your gear, get your girl, we'll put her in the other division, you know, and Done. let's go to the races. Because you know what? As much as some people may not want to work with him, there's money on the kid right now, especially being controversial. And as uh, Eric Bischoff always said, controversy creates cash. And he's 100% correct about that. And to get people watching just to see what's going to happen. And um, I could absolutely see them bringing him in and uh, have him work with Cody. Didn't Cody end up leaving because he thought that everyone's kind of rumoring, you know, rumors and innuendos that Cody was leaving AEW because of the punk was coming in and he didn't want to deal with that. So that was one of the rumors of the reason why Cody left AEW to go back to WWE. They didn't want to deal with CM Punk. So I could see that actually being a really good feud because both guys can work. They both spent their lives in the industry and uh, you know, they both have their favorites in the office and they both have people who are trying to cut their legs up minimum, like every single wrestler does. And uh, I could just see that being a, a big money angle going into mania this year. Yeah. Like, you don't need any titles. This is a, it could be a blood feud that they just want to leave it all on the ring. Some sort of unsanctioned WrestleMania main event night one type deal where, you know, both guys have, Tons of color, and uh, we're both laying down the end of the ring uh, uh, at the end of the night. You know what I mean, kind of thing. Where they just leave it all in there, and uh, maybe they they end up having a mutual respect afterwards, or what have you. You know, like it's only up to your imagination. So okay, yeah, I could. Bottom line is, I could definitely see them bringing Punk back in, and especially if like um, Vince wasn't in the picture. And I, you know, Triple H may not like Punk at all. But I'm sure that if he thought, well, we can really move some needles with this kid, I'm sure he would, he would do it anyway. Oh, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. You know, and, and um, I mean, quite frankly, I, I don't want to see him back in the WWE. Yeah. Um, but but um, I kind of do at the same time. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like that train wreck kind of situation, you know? It'll end up badly again, and somebody's feelings will get hurt, and words will be said, but the heat will be real. And, um, you know, how can you how can you say no? If you want to get the eyes on the product, you got to do what you can, you know what I mean? And, and that means, you know, I, I hate when rock, locker rooms, when you walk in, and there's, there's some locker rooms that are very tense, and you feel like you can't, you know... Um, breathe and then there's other ones that are super easy and you know you love just being there and having punk there i think at first definitely would be very uneasy but i think once everybody realizes what they're there for is to you know get this business on fire as much as possible and to create some great moments for fans i think that everybody would fucking after a month or two and everybody do a little bit of business and say okay this is this is what's good for everybody we're all going to benefit from this there's going to be more eyes on the product we're all going to make more money because of this then let's do it you know no absolutely brother um what we're going to do is we're going to take um if you stick around if if people in the chat stick around uh for later I, i'm going to take a link i'm going to drop it in there and I, and i'm going to let three people come on or whomever wants to and 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 ask Striz a question about all of this um Strizz, is that cool i just thought of that yeah that's fine yeah sure. all right cool um uh, uh two bid podcast gave us five bucks Sweet. That, that's really nice that you know we, we didn't even ask the first stuff that, Thanks, that's pal. very cool of you uh two bid podcast and he says it goes in the 11 uh, 11 boys fund hell yeah that's you know the fun to to new york to return to the diner at some point we have that all, ha- all proceeds go towards uh the 11 11 boys getting together in New York City for a wonderful uh, day and a lunch together, which is hung, oh. only happened one time in the five years we've known each other. So it would be great. So anybody no, else feels like they want to throw a couple bucks in the hat, feel free. WrestleMania next year, Philadelphia. It's going to be everybody, great. Everybody, come on. Let's go. We, we will all be there in some capacity. All right. So if you're in the chat, you're a big wrestling fan. Come down to WrestleMania, man. Cody Rhodes is going to win the world title or we really riot. We can break the Liberty Bell. It's going to be dope. Actually, don't do that. All right. You saw what happened to the Proud Boy. <laughs> do not do that. All right. WWE um, has roster death problems. CM Punk would both, uh, what is it, confirm and help address it. It's true. What do you think yeah. about that, Chris? Yeah, I mean, th- it, it depends, you know, on the moment. Like, yeah, they could, they have a, um, a depth problem, problem as far as stars go. There's a real lack of stars, and having Punk there is immediately having some name recognition. That, right? I mean, even at this point now, people outside of the business know who CM Punk yeah. is yeah. because of all the controversies that he creates. So, I mean, I, you know, good on Punk. I mean, it sucks. You know, it's such a double-edged sword, you know, with a guy like that. Like, you don't really want to fucking fuck up your locker room, but you also have to have the business, too, because if without the business, there's no money coming in. Like I said, once all the boys realize, hey, this benefits everybody, then you just do it. Right. I think we just got another tip from Mike Sillis. Wow. Cero Miero. What's good, Cero buddy? Miero. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, man. We appreciate Thanks. that. Yeah, this is that's crazy. Really Come appreciate on. that. People are giving us money. I, I, we, we dig it here at, at W. I'm getting an extra plate of French fries. Seriously. We're, well, yeah, the they do have great fries, by the way. Yeah, I know you go all over. <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> Psychopath. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do a quick, let's do a quick uh, 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 vote here. Okay, right. do you even, the listeners that are in the, in the, in the uh, YouTube the, the, the chat right now, right. do you put ketchup on the side where you dip your French fries? Or are you a psychopath and put them all up and down, all willy-nilly over your pile of fries? 
So I different am, amounts on each fry. I am a psychopath and put them all over the place. I'm a dipper because I have OCD. Right, and, and, and he's a civilized man. Anybody in the chat, please let us know what but don't know. I also have a really weird quirk is I salt and pepper my big blot of ketchup. Yeah, I, I, like to, I like to put salt and pepper in it. Well, I still salt and pepper the fries, but right. I have to have salt and pepper on the ketchup too because it's just too, you know, pasty by itself. It needs a little extra grit to it. Extra to spice, me. extra yeah, time. yeah. We got a little bit extra with, with, with CM Punk. So I want to address the CM Punk conspiracy. I want to talk about that because, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jim Cornette, A-Track Brown, a few other people have come up with a conspiracy that this was all set up to get CM Punk fired. I want to talk about that. I, I, I spoke about uh, last week about how CM Punk should have been fired. And I still stand by that. And we're going to get to the to the, um, um, the shout outs today. Yeah. Uh, and it was all about CM Punk and what people thought about the firing. Now, I, I think he should have got fired. I also think Jack Perry, first off, Jack Perry should have got fired first, in my opinion. I have no sympathy for that guy. Straight up and down. He started all of this. As much as I don't like CM yeah. Punk, everything that's gone down in AEW, he has not started. Somebody has started with him. It's just that CM Punk is not the type of guy that's going to let it go. Do and you think he might have been uh, coerced into starting shit with Punk by maybe some outsiders who are maybe not fans of Punk to begin with who are in the locker room who are kind of like, hey, why don't you go over there and stick a fucking fork in his ass and see what happens? Well, yeah. That, that's we'll get him out of here. We'll, we'll rise him up so bad that he'll, he'll be out of here because he's going to come after you, brother. He's going to come after you. That's what Punk did say when he was doing a promo in the ring with Jungle Boy at one point. He's like, and I'm going to kick your ass one yeah. day. You know, it's like, dude, yeah. talk about like self-fulfilling prophecies. I mean, you know, what do you think is going to happen if you talk like that? And especially if the kid's got an ego larger than life, you know? I'm going to show but, a couple you know, of, of, of promos uh, today also of, of people like telegraphing that they didn't like CM Punk. You know, uh, in an AEW ring, I'm, I'm going to show them throughout uh, um, the broadcast today. I got three of them. They all okay. came up on Instagram, and I was like, I got to show this. It's Triple H, uh, Eddie Kingston, and Moxley. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know how many of these were works or whatever. Like they, they was probably a work shoot type thing. Regardless, yeah. it, it was prophetic. I know? just saw the Triple H one. Yeah, because I looked it up the other day. I was like, he was right. He was 100% right. He was right. 100%. And that was a complete shoot. But you know what? And at least they'll say this about himself. Like, at least I told people I'm going to step all over you. You did it through passive aggression means and didn't have the balls to fucking cut throats. You had to, you know, worm your way around and stuff like that. So, you know, and I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of passive aggressive dudes. I think I find that very sackless. And if you're going to be there to fucking be the head shark, go out there and take a fucking bite. It's and true. Take the biggest bite you can because uh, at least, you know, you're, you're, you're man up and look at another guy in his eyes and say, I'm, I'm coming for your fucking spot. I'm, I'm coming your for shit. your money. Right. And I am better than you at this and I'm going to prove it and I'm going to be the top guy here. And you can say what you want about wrestling being a work. When it comes to the backstage politics of wrestling and how much money you make depending on where you are on the card – everything matters on your performance in the ring and uh, how over you can get with the fans and stuff. And if you can get yourself up higher up on the card, not necessarily higher up, I mean, 
you know, you, yes, main event status, but you can be in an opening match and still be a super over guy. Like yeah. we saw, like, you know, they put top matches on first a lot of time. Like being high up on the card, meaning like you're, you're high on the food chain in the locker room. Right, right, right. No, absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. And I'm no, normally not a Triple H fan. You know, I don't like much of what Triple H says or does. But I think he was 100% right. If you, if you knew him, Billy Ray, you to know him is yeah. to love the guy. So. I, 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 I'm I, sure. You know, I, I don't yeah. like his, you know, whatever I see in professional right. wrestling. And, and I, actually, after he after he uh, kind of stepped away when he was working with Daniel Bryan and then behind the scenes, I really started to like what he was doing. I'm still not a huge fan, but still. Let's listen right. to this. Different than anybody okay. else that's ever been in this business. Do you want to roll it back? We're a lot alike. I don't know how. I'm not we the way what to... we had to do to get on top. The difference is I looked everybody in the eye and told you, I'm going to step on you. I'm going to walk through you to get to the top. You, you don't have the balls to do it. What you did is you backdoor you around. You try to do it by being a martyr. Here you want to be the catalyst as long as it benefits you. I am sick to death of listening to you talk to how you're doing all of this for them. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there. Maybe half of them agree with what you're saying. The other half, they don't give a damn. You know what, Punk? Some of these people actually like the WWE. Some of these people dig it. They tune in every week. They love what they see. They come here to have a good time. They like it the way it is. Can it be better? Sure, it can be better. That's right. And that's my job, to make it better. But when you talk about being the catalyst for change, really what you mean is you will only accept change if it means CM Punk is on top. Wow. Because unless CM Punk is the guy, the man, that's not enough change for you. That's not really what you want. See, you're no different than anybody else that's ever been in this business, including me. We're a lot alike. We did what we had to do to get on top. The difference is I looked everybody in the eye and told you, I'm going to step on you. I'm going to walk through you to get to the top. You, you don't have the balls to do it. What you did is you <laughs> backdoor your way around. You try to do it by being a martyr. Wow. Well, what do you say to that? Because he was absolutely right. You don't say shit other than... You are 100% correct. Right. 100% right. We say nothing to it. That was incredible. That was one of the best promos Triple H ever came Absolutely. And you know why? Because it wasn't a promo. It was, it was real. It was just fucking straight facts. And yeah. I bet you he had been waiting six months to get that off of his chest. Yeah. And I bet he slept like a baby that night. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? It was like a baby he, right now. Punk could work the crowd and get him on the side and he's the underdog and I'm getting fucked by the office and these guys don't care about me. They keep themselves on top. Like every generation has said about the generation before them, uh, the boomers don't want to retire. Gen X can't get ahead or, you know, now uh, the millennials can't buy houses. You know what I mean? It all is, it's, it, it's, it's as above, so below type of thing. What happened you see in wrestling is happening in real life. Right. And Triple H just won't let me get ahead. Just like you can't get ahead at your job because your boss is holding you down. But like he, like Triple H said, like you claim to want change in the business, but you don't want change. What you want is to be the guy on top. Right. Like if change meant that it was Rey Mysterio was the top guy and you were a preliminary wrestler who loses every single night, even though that's change and the crowd may love Rey Mysterio as the top guy to you, that's not change because it didn't involve you being the top guy. 
So you didn't want change. What you wanted is to demand yourself to to bitch your way with the crowd to me, make them loud enough to be like, we want CM Punk to be the champion or have right. the match, at, well, the main event at WrestleMania against The Undertaker and have The Undertaker tap out to my fucking Cara Fuda Buddha Fuda Muda clutch, you know, because <laughs> that's what wrestling really is. It's like, no, right. no, 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 no. That's not what wrestling is. We need headliners and marquee players and we need guys that open the, you know, the uh, show and we need everybody in between. We need winners, we need losers and we need dragons to, and we need dragon slayers. And, you know, where you are on the card, you know, sometimes you just have to be thankful for being there. And other times you need to fight for your life to get the, the, the best spot you can. But when yeah. you fight and, and what you're doing is stabbing people in the back and not having the nuts to fucking say, hey, I'm going to cut Rey Mysterio's throat, just for using his name as an example, to get ahead. At least that way people can go, well, he said he was going to do it and he did it. So, I mean, <laughs> right, right. You know, Good on him. Tough, tough shit for Ray. Maybe next time, if he wants it more, he'll, he'll, you know, you know, flame CM Punk on something or call him out for some bullshit and right. create some money in business that way. But you know, that's not what Punk did. And 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 you would know because you were there. You were you were yeah. in it, and you've been involved in professional wrestling. All not only that, but I was in I was in it with Triple H. For listeners right. who don't know, we trained together at the same very same time right. at Killer Kowalski's Institute of Professional Wrestling in Malden, Massachusetts, in 1992. Right. We used to work out at the same gym at Gold's Gym on Daniel Webster Highway in Nashua, New Hampshire, and we saw each other all day long, every single day for three or four years as he was three, probably more like three years as he was you know making his way in the business we were both breaking in this, the same time he started six months before me we had a very close mutual friend and we he was like our pivot point between the two of us and we used to work out together all the time because i was only five seven and 190 pounds at the time so he used to like to practice moves with me in the ring because it was easy for him to pick me up and i was always there at class so he could depend on me being there to him trying out holds and stuff but his fucking passion for wrestling was like nothing else. He became a bodybuilder, not because he loved bodybuilding, but because he wanted to be in pro wrestling and look like Hulk Hogan and look like the Ultimate Warrior and look like the guys that meant something. That's why he had the passion for looking the way he did. And it helped him throughout his entire career. Yeah. He went through the indies and he fucking got the $100 payoffs and the $75 payoffs and worked guys that had no intention, you know, no business being in the ring and did shows at fairgrounds and did shows at armories and drove all the fucking miles and used his mom's car once because his car was busted down and it would have never made the trip. So, you know, he's been there. He's been on the road. He knows the grind. So, you know, you see him punk will be like, oh, you married the boss's daughter. And it's true. He did do that. And who the hell wouldn't have? And, you know, right. that situation was his own situation. But don't think that he didn't scrape and claw to get it looked at when he went to WCW. And the way he did get noticed with WCW is that he knew that Ric Flair owned a string of Gold's Gym uh, franchises. So since Triple H was running the Gold's Gym in Nashua, New Hampshire, and there was going to be like this big um, uh, get-together of all the owners and the people who run the Gold's Gyms uh, in Florida, he got sent down to represent the Gold's Gym that he was running just so he could get the chance to meet Ric Flair. He did. He shook his hand. Hi, how are you? I've been training with Killer Kowalski. And he, you take one look at the six foot four, blonde headed young guy, blue eyes, jacked to the gills. How could you not be like, holy crap, kid? You you mean you you actually you're you're training to work? And next thing you know, he got himself a dark match and a job. So, you know, and that was after three years of grinding. So, you know, it's not like he just stepped in the door, married yeah. Stephanie McMahon, and became the leader of the fucking free world. He earned everything he had in the business by scraping and clawing, and yes. Fucking doing whatever you had to do to get to the next level.
Right, right. No, so absolutely. you got to have respect for that fucking grind. You know what I mean? And he stuck with it 25 years later, and they're still taking NXT away from him, and they're still doing this, and they're still doing that. And he's still being tested after all this time. You know, so it's not like he's got like a free ride. He every day of his life, he's got to walk through the fire and fucking have another test, like it's the 12, you know, uh, tests of Hercules or something to make sure he's worthy to be where he is. So even he can't sit on his laurels. You know, after all this time, he still has to prove himself every single day. Hey, no, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, uh, and yeah, who wouldn't have done what he did? I would have happily, yeah. you know, and, and after grinding and, and making it as far as he did, I think he overachieved in professional wrestling personally. And then, um, yeah, he married Stephanie McMahon. He has $150 million in the bank, right? Now. Yep. Good. And I'm sure him. once the sale is finalized, he'll have a lot more, a lot more, but Good you know plan. what? Having to deal with Vince McMahon on a daily basis for a quarter of a century, you fucking earned it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, um, back to CM Punk, even though this is a whole thing, because I, I was leading to Tony Khan, because mm-hmm. right? I, I wanted to make reference to Tony Khan because you need to be a particular way to be in professional wrestling and succeed. And I think Tony Khan is much too friendly with with his talent and that's why this happened but before we get into that i want to address a wax jackson what's up a wax how are you it's a wax nah this is a major cap all right because punk never cared about being the top guy of course he did but 100 that's why he left wwe because he didn't get to main event um wrestlemania, WrestleMania. yeah yeah he wants to be the top guy he thinks even though he, he talks a big game but he thinks that it the change, just just like Triple H said, he thinks change in professional wrestling merits him being on top. He represents that change. You know, um, maybe there's a few other guys. It's not like CM Punk doesn't have respect. Well, you can make an argument that he doesn't have respect for the business also. You know, I just, because uh, Striz makes that argument all the time. So, um, you know, we can, we can talk. He's, he's gone that. online how many times yeah. saying, right. I hate wrestling and I hate wrestling fans. He did that for years while he was out of the business. And I have no problem with him accepting the job at AEW because he did what he did and made tons of money while he was there, even during a short period of time. Right. But he was there just to make a paycheck. It wasn't because he loved the business. And that's fine. Yeah. It's, that's absolutely all right to do. How many people go to their job just for the paycheck? I'd say 98% of America. Right. You know what I mean? Not because you're like, oh, I love working at Circle K. It's because I have fucking rent to pay and I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Then right. he, he had rent, you know, not that he had rent to pay because he owns a mansion outright, but it, it's like, you know, he, if he's going to be paid, you know, $4 million a year, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll pretend to like wrestling and love the fans for a couple of, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. $4 million a year for three years? Hey, shit. Right. So, you know? and he says respectfully, we appreciate you, AWACS. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, brother, you bring your opinion here anytime. We're, we're open to listen to anybody's opinion. Right, exactly. 100%. Um, so, so, uh, Tony Khan, and, and I, I remember I ran, ranting about this last week. Now we didn't go live on the network last week, but you could find the podcast over on Hameen media. The whole episode is up there. And, and, and I lost it for a bit because I was like, you know, if, if I was Tony Khan and I mean it, if I was running that place, I don't care. I, I am five foot nine, 170 pounds, bro. I don't give a Fuck who you are, bro. You are not calling me out like that in my own company when I'm signing the checks. Right. Not happening. It is not happening. And if you want to whoop my ass, go right. First off, I'm going to have a six foot seven dude standing right next to me. Second, go ahead and whoop my ass. I'll sue you for everything you have on top of that. And, and, and Tony Khan, in my opinion, is just much too friendly with everyone. And I understand yeah. wanting to be friendly, but then 
He doesn't know when to put his foot down. He doesn't know when to say, hey, it's enough. He was put in a position where he had to say, hey, it's enough. And we're going to talk about the verbiage that he used and all of this. Should it have? Should he have gone? You know, is, is was it a justified firing? I'm going to make the argument that it absolutely was. CM Punk had to go. Had to go. At this point, he, he can't. You, we, we need to remember it is 2023. All right. These are, are huge corporations with HR departments now. It's not like it was in the 80s. You understand? Right. Like this is this. You can't go around pushing people. You can't go around laying your hands on people, you know, and Jack Perry did start this and I would have fired his ass, too. They'd have both been gone. Be like, Jack well, Perry, he is suspended indefinitely, which probably will end up leading to him being you think eliminated so? from the company. You think they're going to fire so. him? Wow. I think so. Well, that, that's the right thing to do. And send him over to WWE. Send him over to NXT and, and, and see that's sink or swim for him. You know, that, that's the, the ultimate test of how good you really are, kid, to go over there and make it. Because that means you are a five-tool a five player, you know, that you have everything. Or, 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 you, or you do one thing so well that, that, that you, can, you can make it on that level. And that would be having to cut a promo. Right. And, and I don't think Jack Perry can cut a promo. I, I, I really don't. And no, I think he said in an interview in the last couple of months that he's scared to death of doing promos. And it shows because he like you can literally see him like shaking in his boots when he's the red light is on. And there is a lot of pressure when you're doing a promo with the timing and what you're saying and how long your dialogue is. And, you know, you have to emote and, you know, you're feeling vulnerable as fuck and everything. So I can understand that in the beginning. But by now, I mean, he's been on television for four years full time. He should be better than that. I, I agree 100%. 2Bit uh, said Triple H is a mid-card talent with a main event work ethic, and this is just true. I tend to agree with that assessment. Um, uh, well, that's probably like most uh, main eventers, actually. You know what I mean? The ones that work hard and put that time in. Right. It's more that they were, um, you know, right place, right time, or right situation for them, or Vince just loved their look or whatever. But right. it's not all about, I mean, how many main events for WrestleMania did Dean Malenko work? And he could fucking work circles around everybody. Yeah, it's man. not about that. It's about personality and, uh, you know, memorable moments. So, I mean, as, as awesome as it is to watch Dean Malenko work, Rey Mysterio, uh, Dean wasn't getting that spot at WrestleMania. No, not happening because he just didn't have it, even though I love Dean Malenko. You know, it's, it's, it's a different niche of professional wrestling, right? Then. That this is why professional wrestling is in the state that it's in because only the hardcore fans have stuck around. In reality, they're the 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 the, the casual fan that loves you know. I mean, the larger than life characters and yeah. situational. They're they're really yeah. not, not around as much. All right, Striz, I, I'm going to hit yeah. this comment. Then I want your thoughts on what happened with CM Punk. I want you to tell me exactly how you feel. All right, uh, I think the Bucks and Perry really set that dude up, right? Uh, punk is a dumbass. It's possible. We can't, we can't, we can't rule it out, right? Um, can't rule it out. So, so Punk's been around a long, a long, long time, and I think he would have known he was being set up, but uh, you just never know, right? The, the Bucks, um, uh, apparently, the elite had a meeting set up with him. They were supposed to get together to bury that, to bury the hatchet, along with um, with Tony Khan. He was going to be there, right? And they canceled the meeting. Right. And they canceled it after he was already there in Atlanta to take the meeting. Right. Then he flew to England, and the yeah. guy who happens to be uh, the, the travel agent for AEW to set up his ride once he got to uh, Heathrow or whatever mm -hmm. airport he flew into with London didn't have a ride for him, so he had to take the uh, uh, tube, which is the, the train, and with fans showing him how to you know 
navigate the train system because the guy didn't send up a car ride for punk. That guy happens to be very, very close friends with the Bucks. So, right. you know, there's there's some, you know, some shit in there, you know, to kind of go through. But, uh, you know, this is probably what's best to get him out because if, if that many guys don't want you there, I guess you just got to go and maybe make your money somewhere else or just right. say, you know what, I have enough to retire on. Fuck this business. Fuck he's those fine. guys. Yeah, he's yeah he'll be, be he'll be all right. He's not going to go hungry. You know, but um, um, they could have put Jack Perry up to this and and uh, and the whole I don't think so. I think this is an organic, a different thing. I don't think it's a conspiracy, to be honest with you. I think uh, I, I think Jack Jack Perry is just pissed at CM Punk. I think there's a lot of people backstage that don't like CM Punk. And when he's a, yeah, he's a very abrasive person. Right. And, and and when when the opportunity came up, he's like, if 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 Punk pops some shit to me. That's not gonna go over. Right. Probably would happen, and he, he had to stick by his words at that point, and he did, you know, because otherwise it's it's kind of like prison. You got to put up or shut up, right? So, right. so uh, he did, and it turned into what it turned into, and now CM Punk is no longer with the company. But I wouldn't have fired him for well, if it was me, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have fired him for putting his hands on Jack Perry because I think Jack Perry started that shit. So I'd have been like Jack Perry, you're fucking fired, and I'd have pulled CM Punk yet again and told him listen you cannot do that shit next time i'm gonna have to fire you but once he picked on me the boss then i or tony khan and he was yelling at tony khan tony khan said he feared for his life and i fucking believe him i believe him look at tony khan look at him all right like you know there's the legal verbiage but but damn just take a look at the guy he looks like he would fear for his life if somebody's screaming at him Mm-hmm. You know, so he was probably scared as shit. Not to say that, C- you know, CM Punk can do some damage. He, he he's a he's a real fighter. Yeah, he got his ass whooped in the C- in, in the UFC. But him compared to Tony Khan, put that together, that's not going to work out really well. So yeah, I think he was really afraid. But anyway, yeah, I'm sure he grew up in a very protective estate growing yeah. up with his father being worth twelve billion dollars and right. having him like multi hundreds of billion dollar investments in certain things or whatever, hundreds of millions of dollars investments in all these major sports teams and whatever businesses he's in. I'm sure he's had like security growing up and stuff. And now here he is kind of vulnerable around the guys that can just lose their shit in two seconds when he's used to hugging Cesaro. I'm so glad you're a part of AEW and I hug this guy. I love you, brother. You're drooling so on his chair. <laughs> then all of a sudden you have a dude who's going to be wild eyed jumping at you going, what the fuck is going on around here? And we could make him go, Oh fuck! I was not ready for that. You know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. there is probably some truth to it, but also I'm sure he did say that to protect his own ass because when he does say, you know, fired with cause is obviously a very, you know, um, specific. You know, yes, very specific language used so that eventually, obviously, they're going to probably try to not pay out his contract because of the incident, which is you know a four million dollar contract, four million a year, from what I heard. For I'm not sure for how many years. Obviously, they're going to take this to court and say with cause, and that feared for my life, and will most likely be something that he doesn't have to pay out. Nor should he have to. If, I mean, right. this is, if what he says is what happened, and uh, he has enough witnesses on his side to say yes, it's what he's saying is 100 percent correct. And right. you know, CM Punk makes you know the very very low end of what his contract was, and um, you know, like I said, he's still not going to go hungry. He's got he's got enough money to last probably the rest of his life. So. Right. And, you know, and I'll tell you one that. thing. If 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 uh, Tony Khan and AEW have done this and used that verbiage, they can back it up. 
they yeah. got they got the and uh, you know with him worth being worth that much money, dude. You can you know he's going to have such top notch lawyers that you know I mean Punk's got money, but he doesn't have con money, and uh, he'll he'll just Con could tie it up for years in the court system if he wanted to. Even if he did owe Punk money, he probably wouldn't have to pay for freaking thirty five years or whatever. So yeah. you know him if if the whole point is for him to not you know Con to not pay Punk, he won't be paying Punk. You know at least yeah. not anytime soon. And you know what? He uh, Khan just recently in one of these uh, scrubs, media scrubs, he was talking to uh, Adam Cole. And and this is another thing. Tony Khan needs to not be at these stupid scrums. And he, he, he doesn't need to be sitting there. With, it's yeah, too all long. night long. Like, right. Why do you want to be on camera that long? It's, get, leave, leave, you know, and, and uh, MJF. I know I know it's part of the gimmick that MJF says all this shit, but MJF means that shit when they're sitting there and he's like, you know, depending on who pays, if this guy, if this motherfucker here keeps paying, there right, needs to right, be right. some type of respect. I understand there's a gimmick there, but ease up, especially when, I mean, at least me, I, I take it some type of way and it's not even me. But but he said this to Adam Cole. He was like, Adam Cole almost never made it back to the ring, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't because of money because I would have paid him out every dollar of his contract. Yep. And I believe him. Now, 100%. Right, because he loves these people. So... Yeah. So CM Punk and, was- and what is 200 grand to a guy worth 12 billion dollars? It's literally yeah. a month's yeah. worth of you know, uh, you know, T bill interest, you know what I mean? So, right. like, it's literally it's not the sweat off his brow, but there are people who, even if it is like a drop in the bucket to them, wouldn't pay it out just to fuck with a guy, right? 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 And Tony Khan is obviously not that guy, no, he's not. Tony, Tony Khan, I think, is a good guy, he just doesn't know yeah, what I'm sure he's about. a. A, a super good guy who really, really does mean well. He's yeah. a guy who loves pro wrestling, and that's great. And I think you need guys like that. But he has to get to a point where he's like, all right, enough of this stuff. I am so sick of coddling these children. Right. Like, you know, it's business time. And I hate to have to remove the, the part of myself that loves this to run this correctly. Because, you know, you, you got to kind of have to have that, you know, hardened shell a little bit. No, absolutely, man. Striz, um, let's let's hit up uh the shouts real quick. Actually, let me okay. play one, let me play one more clip right. um of uh of wrestlers uh, talking. Let me see, I got I gotta I gotta get rid of this one. Wrestlers talking in the ring about CM Punk. Hold on, we got Eddie Kingston and we got uh Moxley. Which one you want to hear? Oh, I can't stand Eddie Kingston, so go to Moxley. <laughs> Why don't you like Eddie Kingston? Oh, he's a he's a pile of shit. <laughs> okay, he does not deserve to have a job. It's one of those obviously had lots of friends in the right spot and got him a job. And even then, he has doesn't have enough respect for himself or the business to even like pretend to get in shape. Damn! Oh, fuck well, him. there you have it. Hot takes from the Striz. All right, here we go. Come on. You have no idea how genuinely sorry I am that CM Punk just didn't turn out to be what you wanted him to be. He didn't turn out to be what any of us wanted him to be when we welcomed him back in this business, gave him a second chance in the greatest sport in the world. It just didn't work out. And while I am truly sorry for that, I know he's your boy. I know he's from Chicago and you love him. I have zero sympathy for CM Punk. And that is because CM Punk 
fragile ego, damn, fragile body, weak mind, weak spirit. I think he's right, dude. Yeah, tell me when he's wrong. I'll, t- I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll point. I'll point it out when he makes it. When he when he lies. Right. Like, right. Go, Phil. <laughs> tell me when I'm lying. Well, everything Moxley just said is obviously a complete 100 percent shoot. So. Yeah, man. And and everybody in Chicago, bro, that was booing Tony Khan. Stop the nonsense, man. He did yeah, this. That's silly. Yeah, he's I'm, bent I'm, over backwards long enough for that guy. Right. He's giving him chance after chance after chance. You know, I mean, what more do you do you want? Do you, you can't ask for anything more than Tony Khan. All I would say to Tony is try to get some big names in there as soon as you can, like like an edge. If you can get a year out of edge to help with some business, to help make some guys great. Or like you know, whoever you can find out there that can help, like replace that four million bucks, you know, with somebody else who's gonna, you know, uh, respect you as an owner and yeah. uh, help you know get the next generation of guys up and going. Because all of a sudden, all us all us Gen Xers are turning fifty, and Ray Mysterio is 48, 48 years old, Edge is forty nine years old, Christian forty nine years old. We're not going to be around forever, and we need to start making some guys because that was the big problem when we were all breaking in. Is that everybody from you know '90s wrestling didn't want to do the job and they wanted to hold on for the big payday? And I get it. You don't want to be, you know, yesterday's news, and you want to be relevant, but you know you got to do what you got to do and pass the torch, do the right thing, and make some guys, or else there isn't going to be any more business. You know? No, absolutely, man. Uh, Track says I love Eddie, but I have. Said the same thing as you, Striz. Why can't the guy just get in the gym? <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Why can't he just get in the gym? All right, shout outs. Let's do it. And and they're all, right. all they're all uh, surrounded around CM Punk. Did you think that CM Punk uh his his firing was warranted more or right. less? Go ahead, Striz. All right. Well, yeah, it's, this is funny because it's uh, right down the middle. We have eight people who agree with firing Punk and eight people who disagree with it. Damn. All right, so we're going to do the people who agree with firing Punk saying that was the right move to do. So we go right down the list, and uh, here they are. At the top of the list, we have Craig E.H. What's going on, Craig? What up, Craig? And we have Jay Reezy Min. What, 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 were, they ra- what were their yeah, rationale? They're, they're, they're agree. Oh, I didn't write down. Most people just put yes or no. Okay. So like they're, they're saying yes, he, you know, had to get fired. You know, can't have him around. So these are so people that, that agree that he should have got yeah, fired. The, all, all these eight people all agree with Punk being fired. All right. So cool. I said Craigie H, Jay Reezy, Min, Jay Reezy, uh, Big Ray Hernandez, uh, Dr. Ray, Gu- yeah, Doctor Guitar, Dope, some Doctor Guitar, Harry, Harry Dresden, <laughs> what's up, Harry Dresden, uh, Adam Finch, Finchy was good. Yep, Evil Jackalopes. Yeah, you all, you know, evil jackalopes, they're always on point. You know, they always know when somebody's yeah. being uh, not genuine, when somebody needs to be fired. I get yeah, it. He's got the bullshit meter for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. 100%. And, uh, last but not least, uh, the Andrew Bellows, K Fabe best friend, Colin Wysong. They Colin all agree Wysong. about the firing of Punk. Get it? the fuck out of here. Fuck right, out of here. Fuck out of here. So here's the people, here's the eight people who disagree and thought, hey, if you're gonna fire him, you gotta let go of uh, Jungle Boy too. Or they just said, "No, fuck that. Let them deal with it and move on yeah. and keep them around." So these people disagree with the firing. At the top of the list, we have Mandir, everybody's favorite Chimera. What's up, Mandir? How you doing? You you don't think he should have got fired? Well, I'm shocked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, next is uh, One True Babo. Babo, keep him around. 
I'm not surprised that Bobo would want to keep around CM Punk. Well, he because Bobo's six foot four, fucking two thirty. He would have fucking knocked Punk on his ass and said, "Get your back, ass back to the Get in the ring right now and yep. go go wrestle Kenny Omega. Bobo, no I invested four million dollars in your ass. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to upset that dude. <laughs> Got hands like catcher's mitts, Jesus like twisting steel and sex appeal. Don't kill me, Bobo. No kidding, right? And uh, next time on the list who disagreed with the firing is Jose Van Dam, JVD. J-V-D. What's good? Uh, Dan Heffern also believes in that he disagrees with the uh, firing. Uh, next is uh, Iron Patriot, who we haven't heard from in a while. He, he Not- disagrees with the firing. Uh, the Iron Patriot would disagree with the firing. The Iron Patriot also believes that Donald Trump won this election legitimately. So, so it does not surprise me, sir, that mm-hmm. you don't want to fire CM Punk. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the list, we have Jim Monroe. He, he disagrees as well. What up, Jimmy? And uh, the Nature Boy. I think this might be his first shout-out on the show. Welcome to the show, buddy. He disagrees Woo! with Punk being uh, let go. And last but not least, a former uh, producer for a media uh, group and also the, the third highest paid member of the Hollywood elite, what? Matthew Schaefer Gage, MSG, Ooh, saying that Punk should not have been uh, fired. And that is the shout outs for this week. What's up, Maddie? How you doing? Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, good to hear from Matt, right? Good to hear from you. I just posted the link to the StreamYard in the chat. If you want to jump on, you got about five minutes before Striz and I get up out of here. So if you don't, if nobody hops on in five minutes, forever hold your peace. But there's a StreamYard link. Oh, damn. Somebody cashed in on this already. Let's see who this is. I don't, I don't know who this is. Let's see. Jason. Oh, two-bit podcast is here. Who gave right. us a little bit of money. So we, we you know, it's, it's, hold on. It's still buffering. What's going? What's going on with the two-bit internet you got over there, man? What's going on? <laughs> I'm in Australia, go. man. So we were just we're just lucky well, to be. Good morning. We're just How lucky are you, to be buddy? Functions. Good to see. Wait, you, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We all know Australia doesn't exist. Where right. are you really coming from? Uh, New Jersey, but I mean, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> he's about two miles from Bellows' house. Actually, we just got some. We we just got some mutant ass rats. We call kangaroos. That's all it is. <laughs> they were they were out back smoking crack with Obama, and all of a sudden they just they, <laughs> rats with pouches. Around. This yeah, guy is, exactly. is pro as fuck. He's got a voice. He's got the 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 yeah, mic. Yeah. He's got it all down. The mighty man. baritone voice. He was ready to come on the show. He's like, I'm ready. Hey, to go. brother. What's going on? Set up behind him and everything. What is, what's I've been question? chomping at the bit, brother. What's your question right. for Striz? Well, it's 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 a uh, it's question comment. I'd like to see what Striz has to say about this because it's uh it's a tie into what you guys are talking about on the show. Right. It's uh, a tweet that I I uh, someone someone showed um, after the Gunter uh, Gable match. Right. Someone showed that uh, Cody Rhodes showed up to work a dark match. He got in the ring with 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 Gable, and they you know he waited for the the whoa, and they both put their hand up and all that stuff. And I made a comment on the post to saying like this is just Cody getting getting uh, crowd rub uh, from Gable's hard work. It's very seen and Hogan from, and a lot of people agreed. And then there's a few people who freaked out. So I think the tie into the whole CM Punk stuff is that I think a lot of people don't understand the business part of the wrestling business. And they they see things like that. And they're like, "Oh no, this is this. All these things are organic and random." It's like, no, nothing's organic and random, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I, while I don't believe that this, I don't buy into a lot of the, the, these conspiracy theories around around punk and all this stuff. It's like you got to put them on the table because 
They could be legit. Like this could all be part of some weird politicking uh, shenanigans going on because Punk might want to get into into WWE and maybe he had a talk with Hunter and Hunter's like mm, do some damage and maybe we can talk. You know, right, it's right. this is not this is not unheard so of. So you think it was deep seated thinking that that if they talked before uh, the uh, Saturday pay per view in Chicago and thinking hey get out there and put a couple dents in the armor and then maybe you'll see if you really do want to come back. So that show us where your loyalty lies and you know wink wink nudge nudge we'll get you back in and that we'll have you There's work a program with Cody. Uh, Roddy Piper said on a shoot video a long time ago that there's a certain Michael Hayes who has who has a, sec- a secure job in that office because he brought down the Dallas. He 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 brought down Dallas. I was hey, Dallas. Be, the Dallas. Well, hey, think think of it like the Briscoe brothers got jobs in the office because they sold their shares and had right. Black Saturday. Hey, I mean, too big. Know, let me let, let me let me. do happen, man. Too big. Get get in contact. We'll get you on shows, man. We'll, let, let, let's do some shows yeah, together. Man. Um, I'm gonna let you go right now, just because I want to get everybody else in. But thank you for thank you. For thank you very much, buddy. Really appreciate it. Um, um, thank you for the tip. Yes, thank you, Good buddy. Time. Thank you. Dope question too. Thank you, buddy. Yes. Plug your stuff. Thank you. Uh, Two Bit Podcast on YouTube, all the podcatchers, everything that we do a monthly show called Friend or Fed, which you that. guys should check out. Uh, we'd love to get you on, Billy Ray. We'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And let's yeah, let's let's work together. Let's work together, brother. Let's do it. Super pro. Take it easy, buddy. Thank you, brother. He's gone. Good. That was dope. That was pretty All cool. Right. Pretty cool. Let me let Dave talk and look how the Y song is here. Let me yo, see. What up, man? What's, What's going on, Dave? What's going on? Hey, yo. First off, shout out to my boy A Track. That's my nigga. Um, <laughs> you know, nigga too. right, right. He's that nigga. Hey. <laughs> Anyways, um, yo. So I'm kind of a, I'm kind of back him in regards to I think Punk got set up. However, I'm going to add on to that. And I'm going to say this. I think Tony Khan's been wanting to fire him for over a year. I think he didn't want to fire him right after Brawl Out because he didn't want to buy out his contract. Mm-hmm. And then he threw his hands up and he said, let the madness continue. And honestly, I think more so, he just wanted Punk to quit. Right. Wow. You know, between between that and, you know, people not wanting him there because the thing is, AEW is filled with a you know there's 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 an untouchable clique there that love to fish. They love to fish. They like to bait people, and when you bite the bait, then you get in trouble. Look at fucking Sammy Guevara and Andrade. All right, mm-hmm. you know why why is Andrade still got a job? He got to get punished when he wanted out, but Sammy. Untouched. I mean, of course, when Sammy said what he said back back then, that was a whole different story. But still, that's one of the boys. You know, yeah. everything that's happened. Shout out to JD from New York for what happened to him. You know, that was completely unprofessional with that entire women's locker room. But nobody's getting talked to over there. Of you know, we got to we're we're a millionaire company and all this stuff like that. So it's like yo, like they're unprofessional. They're children, mm-hmm. and they just want to bait people they don't like. Yeah, and you know, it's a great point, Dave, about him maybe wanting to get rid of Punk. But notice after Punk, you know, broke his ankle, jumping into the crowd, and his ankle hit the barricade, yeah. and he was out yeah. for a year or whatever. Yeah, A wrestling company will not um, release a guy when he's been injured. Of and course. They have to wait, and they add time to the backside of your contract. To of course. For it. So maybe they were just waiting for him to come back. And like I've said on the last couple of, like, I don't know if you listen to Friday Locker Room or the Wednesday Locker Room, I said, you know, Punk's going to punk, and he's going to, he's going to, 
ruffle the wrong people's feathers and do what he does every single time he's ever left the company. So well, they were just um, waiting for him to come back and hang himself that way. Just, just to never. add on another two cents in regards to Punk possibly going to WWE. Uh, I'm not sure if everyone's aware of this or not. Um, his wife just left WOW. Right. Right. And right. there's been word that maybe I um I don't want to say I have sources, but I listen to people who have sources. Shout out to Wrestling Soup. Um Joe Numbers over there, he's a he's an indie rep. He knows some people, and the people he heard told him that possibly she wants to get back in the ring. And at the time before Punk got fired, there was all this madness going on in the AEW women's locker room. So I would trust the evil that I know versus the evil that I don't. Damn, Dave, so, man, you, you came, yeah, you came, sense. you came ready to go. I am impressed. Damn right. Thank you for, thank you for, thank yeah, you, thank for you Dave. Striz is gonna react to that um, off off air with with you. I gotta get the rest of the guys in, but okay. but Dave, thank you so much, buddy. Thank Thanks, you for Dave. listening. Thank you. For yeah, talking. I gotta go eat. Appreciate Thanks. you. Peace. Bye. Yeah, I mean, that, what he, he's got a lot of great points there. I can't Seriously. refute any of that, you know, his, his sources because I don't know who they are. And, you know, everybody has somebody in the business that they know who's more than willing to let you know what's happening on the inside as far as as much as they're, they're let in. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's a crazy business. Like I say, it's, it's a the business is an enigma wrapped inside of a riddle, wrapped inside of another enigma, and you're being tested on a daily basis, and you don't even know it, and... It's just like in the uh, the mafia, you know, when you think you're in, you know, you're out, they pull you back in, and when you're about to be off, it's never who you think it's going to be. It'll always end up being like the person you least expected, or like your your best friend, the guy, your one confidant, will be the one that puts the fucking slug in the back of your head. So you Absolutely. really can't trust anybody when it comes to that kind of stuff. Right, man. With that much money on the line, you know, you know, anything can happen. For real, for real. And we got we got Mr. Colin Wysong, the dude. Here with us today, ladies and gents, and Big Ray Hernandez decided to stop by and say hey real quick. Now, um, uh, I mean, I unmuted both of you because you know you guys are, you know, you guys are here. So, <laughs> but quickly, we gotta go. Colin, what do you got for Striz? Striz, Striz, what's up, Striz? Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. Um, I, I just wanted to know: are you are you gonna be in New York? on uh september 9th for uh <clears throat> the the new york city free world event that billy ray valentine is having i will in spirit i'll be entering in the fifth dimension that day <laughs> so i will be able to move through walls and listen and get everybody's vibes but i will not physically be there my third dimension being will be in phoenix arizona dope well you're gonna you're gonna miss out Striz, because i'm gonna I be heard. there at free world nyc with billy ray valentine tony arterburn all kinds of great guests that he's got going How on here. How much gold and silver are you going to be buying that weekend? Um, I got paid to plug the show in gold and silver. Um, <laughs> I will be seeing Charlie Robinson. I will be seeing Tony Arterburn and sliding him some cash for some, you know, for some shekels. Sure, and we'll be fun. throwing them in the bank. And uh, you know CM Punk should like have been gold, fired. Right? So what, what are your thoughts on I CM like gold. I, I appreciate the plug, man. Thank you. What are you, what, what are your, CM what are Punk should have been fired. Yes. He's not a hard ass. He got beat by a dude who takes photographs and also got picked on in the UFC, Mike Jackson. Uh, Big Ray here, this guy right here over here, he's the CM Punk of H HMG. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you guys. It's the Wednesday locker room. Uh, Love you, buddy. Be good. Sweet, sweet C is out. Sweet C's got <laughs> sour, sour B. Right, right. 
Big Ray Hernandez. We're going to close it out with the dude. What's going on, sir? How are Save you? Save the best for last. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. What's up? Colin's mother is the CM Punk of the locker room. Put it that way. All right? Thank so we'll put it that way. Be nice. Um, Strangler, what's going on, buddy? First, good night to see you, brother. How are you doing? Hi, pal. How are you, How are you sir? I'm well. How are you? It's a, it's a goddamn shame that the vet is not here. To be part of this, yeah, I know nobody does, but it doesn't matter. Listen, um, yo, that kid, the kid that was on before that gave uh props to JDMY, um, anybody, yeah, anybody that does that needs to be uh thrown off uh, the internet. Number one, yeah, a lot Uh, of people like that guy. Stop it, but number two, but 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 I will co sign on something. Um, and 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 I have friends in wrestling soup, uh, those guys are awesome. By the way, I'll put them over. But I also did hear that that uh, AJ Lee, I think I tweeted it out or something like that about a week ago where I texted Aiden um, saying, yo, dude, AJ Lee is maybe quietly talking to WWE um, just after she finished off with her wild contract. So um, the whole CM Punk thing, man, I, I, I know you guys don't probably listen to Next Level, but I, I kind of lost it last week because – I was, it's just so frustrating hearing the same bullshit every single fucking week from that company, you know? And, and it's just from AEW. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's always, it's well, it's always like, it feels like they always get, they always have like a, like a nice show or they start doing something positive, And then all of a sudden they do something like just a little retarded, if I can use that term. And it just pulls away from any progress that they've made over the course, what, three or four years. Um, I want them to succeed. I've said this from the beginning, man. Seriously, I want them to succeed because there's a lot of people that that you know we all know that work for that company. That you know, I I, I want everybody to have a job. But goddamn, bro, this whole shit with CM Punk just got me up to here already, man. And do I think they should have fired CM Punk? I think they should have fired both those guys at the same time. I know I know they have Jungle Boy suspended or whatever it is. Yeah, I think they'll end up firing him. It's just a matter of time. And then what? And then what next? Is he gonna? What do you think he's gonna go acting? That I mean. So this is my question to Strangler. Um, so before I was coming on the whole Jungle Boy thing. Now you've run hundreds and uh, I, I, what, maybe thousands of locker rooms. You know, uh, you've run tons of indie events, so on and so forth. Um, you've you basically ran two CW. You ran two CW. Yeah. So with that being said, have you ever found yourself in a situation with a kid like a Jungle Boy, um, a kid that that I mean, thinks that he's way better than what he is. Oh, yeah, all the time, yeah. It's just, you know, it's just par for the course. I mean, with wrestling, you, you meet all types of personalities and people from all different backgrounds and some guys that think they're great, some guys that, you know, are more humble than they ever deserve, need to be and everything in between, you know, and just guys like that, like you either don't book them or like you um, – Put them in situations where they can either succeed or fail, depending on their own merit, and take it from there. Or you just say to a guy, "Hey, listen, like someone will approach you. Why haven't I been on shows?" Like, well, when you fucking right. learn how to, you know, be an adult, well, we can reapproach it. So you, the thing is, is that you got to be able to talk to guys, being the the person who's running things, that, and not be afraid to like have a little confrontation. And you know, I always said I have to be the daddy in the group, and fucking, you know, you can't, you have to. Not you, know, you can't be afraid to have heat, and you can't be afraid that not be friends That's with people mm-hmm. because you're there to for your job. Your job is to make sure this is a smooth sailing ship. And if you have somebody who's willing to fucking throw a wrench in your works, and they're not realizing 
like if you have a guy that like um just only concerned with getting himself over and that's it and that's all the world means to him and very you know how does this affect me and my business it's like dude this is this there are 90 people around here that we're, we're supporting through this business it's more than just you if you need to go somewhere where you need your own edification maybe just open up your own thing and be jerk off championship wrestling, get yourself the biggest, shiniest belt you can get and run your own shows and put yourself on top. But that's not what's going to happen here. Uh, you know, I, I had a guy once who approached me and he actually was a former WWE guy. And mm -hmm. uh, for a while we had him stuck in five man scramble matches. And uh, wasn't that he was a bad hand or that he did something wrong. It was just that at the time, that's all we had for him. And I, one night he approached me and he's like, boy, how many of these can I keep getting in and losing? So I pulled him aside. I said, "So you want to win every, you know, all your matches that you go? No, 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 no. That's not what I meant." I said, "Well, <laughs> you're approaching me saying, you know, backhandedly under your breath. Oh, how many of these can I lose? If you call them out on it immediately, then let the air out of the room immediately. Don't let that shit build and build over show after show. Be like, well, what do you want to do? Give me an idea. You know, if mm. you have something specific in mind, let let me hear it. I'm all ears. And if it's a great idea, great. If it's a put the strap on me and let me be the champion. I'll show you how, I, you know, that's probably not going to fly very well in any uh, organization. So it's like, if you have a great idea that's constructive and you have a creative way to do some business, I'm, I'm all for it. But, you know, like I said, if, if this is the, uh, it needs to be the me show, then, you know, chances are it's not going to happen. Real quick, before you, before I get out of here, um, and I know you guys have to go real quick. There was an add on question. So you have jungle boy sitting in front of you. You're Tony Khan and Billy Ray. I love you, brother. I appreciate you, everything that you do. I hope that the, that the gimmick that you're doing this weekend is going to be super successful. I know that it will be. Um, and Strangler Steve, uh, bro, I hope you. I hope it's the winter of Steve. I really do. I hope it goes. You into, want me to die? No. <laughs> That's what the winter well, of Steve would be. Nah, man. I hope. I hope you guys keep doing this because all jokes aside, I really enjoy the camaraderie between you, uh, Billy Ray, and and Bello. I think you guys are really well. Feel great free to together. tip us. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not gonna fucking happen. To you. But but you have Jungle Boy. You have Jungle. You see how I just kayfabe that. You ju you have Jungle Boy sitting right in front of you. What is the best advice you're gonna give that kid on the way out? He's fired. You're gonna fire him. But you see something in the kid. What are you gonna say to him? And I'm gonna get out of here. I love you guys, man. I really do appreciate you. I'll, I'll, I'll listen, and then you can cut me off, Billy Ray. Hey Ray. Yo. I'll catch your punk ass down the road. Ah. <laughs> All right, good, buddy. Yeah, you know, I don't know. If I was getting rid of him and it was like kind of a heat situation, I don't think I'd have any advice for him. I'd just be like, yeah. hey, we're just doing what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, this is just the way it's going to be right now. So, you know, it is what it is. I wouldn't wish him best of luck. I wouldn't say, yeah, you, know, and, you know, I probably wouldn't even put it on our website, best of luck in future endeavors, or we've decided by ways he would just disappear from the company because he's right. essentially got heat with me because he's, hurting our show and right, as right. he with the company because he you know you know you're you're there to do what you need to do and you know uh by doing what he did he's just hurting his own business and shooting himself in the foot so i really don't have advice for a guy like that because he's not going to take it anyway so i totally agree man. let like, him be immature and one day he'll grow up and maybe see the error of his ways and reapproach and be like hey i'm really sorry for the way things ended and i really would love the chance to uh, make things right then you can maybe listen to the kid, you know, a year down the road, two years down the road. But in, yeah. until he figures out that he's not the world's most important person, uh, you know, let him go out on his own and kind of figure things out. I, I totally agree. I think I would have done exactly the same thing, maybe out of anger, but I would have done it. I'd be like, listen, I got no advice for you. Actually, you know, here's the advice. I'm going to give you freaking Triple H's number. Call him. 
right fucking now. I mean, I think that's what the kid needs. He needs to be freaking humbled. And I'm not saying the WWE is the place that will humble people, but it absolutely will humble that kid because he does not know how much he sucks. He really doesn't know that. He's he's decent in the ring, but he has zero personality, zero. Right. And if you want to go wrestle in Japan and maybe get over in the best of the super juniors, then you, you might have some every night for 11 yeah, years. Exactly. They, well, they don't give him shit have, being a young white boy. They're not going to give him crap. He'll eat yeah, fucking he, fists and legs he might be left able and right. To wrestle, though he might be, he might be able, you know, there was there's some wrestler, some American wrestlers that were super juniors that were able to make uh to 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 make it there without necessarily the biggest of personalities, right? But I'm just saying, like, you want to go do that? Go try that. But you want to make the big time. You you want to make the big time? You think you're you're a professional wrestler that you can be calling out guys like CM Punk? Who, who have done something in the industry. You've done nothing. You know, and, and, and it's like it's like the spoiled child. And he, another guy who only has a job because of the friends that he has. Right, right. And and, and he's so spoiled because of the or friends. His father that he has. Is super famous, and I'm not you happy. You want you want to you want to do that? You I mean you nepotism, you get where you get, you get where you get. That's great. But at least have the common decency to realize it. And I don't think this kid realizes it. He goes to NXT, he's done. He's done unless somebody gets a hold of him and teaches him how to cut a promo. He, he would cut his own throat before yeah. he even got his gym shorts right. on. Right. I, I agree with you. So I'd be like, go, go over there. That's my best. And then, then if he came back and said, hey, I'm sorry, I need, you know, all right, let's see. Let's see what we can do with you. You know, because he's not totally useless, you know, but, um, but, but, and promos, promos are a thing. And you could correct me if I'm wrong, Striz. Promos are a thing that nine times out of 10 come naturally to a person. You can either cut a promo or you can't. You can be taught. It can be taught. But but the level of promo, right. if, you, if you have to be taught to do a promo, you only go but so far as far as somebody right. who innately has it that can do it. Somebody like The Rock, you know, like, like a Rick mm-hmm. Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, that they can just go. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight has made a career everywhere he's gone based on his promo. Nothing else. Which is crazy considering how jacked he is. It's not about him being jacked. It's about right. him being able to have presence on the microphone and right. put his story out there to make people give a fuck. Right. right. Yeah, well, exactly he toiled for 20 years, though, man. It took him a long time. A lot of people, right. like myself, be like, you know what? <laughs> it's time to cut bait on this thing because it ain't happening or whatever. And you just go, I got to move on and try either. I want to stick around, find something else to do, or, you know leave it all together because I can't not be in the ring. For me, I love producing and directing and being helping young guys out and coming up with finishes and planning shit. But uh, a lot of guys, they just they didn't want anything to do with that. They just always just saw themselves as a wrestler. And, right. you know, luckily for him, he did stick around and did do it because there's a lot of years where he was barely getting by, but his passion, you know, got him to where he is now. And, uh, you know, him. he's undeniable, you know. He, like, right. just the guy's a really big star and even when they were trying to keep him a heel and do this and that with him, they're already trying to fuck with his overness because right. they didn't plan it and it happened on its own. But now they're just like, well, finally, like, well, well, fuck, we got lightning in a bottle here. Let's not waste it. Right, right. No, absolutely, man. I mean, that's what they need. And to he's do. 40 years old now. So it's like, he doesn't have a lot of time on the back end of this thing. He's got five years to make some real money that's going to help change the rest of his life. Well, good for him. I, and I, I, you're right. You know, but I, I hope... Uh, I hope he maximizes everything he can possibly get out of out of this popularity, and and I hope the WWE sees it and does something with it, as opposed to Jack Perry. 
you got a long way to go, kid. I'm just saying, bro. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm not in the business, but I've, I've, I've seen it all my life, all my life. Right. And, and, uh, dude, you, you got a long way to go, bro. Like that's all I got to say, man. And it's the truth. So come over to the WWE and I would love to chronicle every freaking match that he has. And I'll be like, this is what you freaking did wrong in this promo. This is why you can't, this is why you're not succeeding because it's very evident. It doesn't take a genius to figure it out. And the dude is, has been coddled his entire life. And that's why he's mouthing off at CM Punk like a dumbass. And, 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 and quite frankly, I was happy that CM Punk did what he did to him. But they both had to go. All right, we're done. It's over. Striz, tell the people where they can find you. Well, you find me on the X at Steve underscore. And uh, we'll do another titillating question next week <laughs> for shout outs. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll uh, get the conversation rolling. Maybe uh, we'll bring more people on. We'll, we'll see what happens. It was kind of fun getting to meet uh, the listeners, some of the no, listeners no. tonight. And right, right, right. If you're a listener and you want to be on, uh, come, you know, when Billy Ray throws out the link to you, what do you, what do you tweet it out or something, Billy? No, I just and, put it uh, in the chat, man. I just drop it in the chat. Uh, I don't know where, how Where do people find that. it, though, like when, they're, when, like when the show goes live? Oh, like, well, well they, they won't. I have to actually do it, right? So I have oh, to okay. like, drop it, and then they – they uh, if, I put the, if I put the link out on Twitter, everybody would jump on. Right? Okay. So I'm just I just drop it in the chat and and uh, at at a particular time okay. and then I let people in. So you I mean, do it on Twitter. I'd love to see what the turnout oh, is. Fuck, I don't I, I don't I don't know if we have the capacity to to hold that shit with Streamyard. Uh, the members. But anyway, well, yeah, well uh, maybe we'll get some other voices on next week and yeah. uh, see how things are going. And and when Bella's done uh, f murdering his girlfriend, we'll have him back on next week too to <laughs> give us a blow by blow uh, uh, analysis of uh, what happened. You know. All right. Fantastic. Let's keep an eye on the CM Punk situation. Let us know what the hell is going down. Hit me up at, uh, you know, on Twitter. If, if you can figure out my handle, follow me and, and hit me up. Uh, the Infinite Fringe .com, The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. Go check that. America Unplugged. America Unplugged.com. America Unplugged on Rockfin Live, 12 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays, except not this Saturday because we will be live at Free World NYC in person. Big announcement about that coming up tomorrow. So stay tuned. If Where can they get uh, more information on tickets and stuff for that? Eventbrite.com. Go to eventbrite.com and look for Free World NYC. And like I said, big announcement. If you're, if you're in the area and you want to come, uh, just just stay tuned. Big announcement tomorrow. And and come. Come hang with us. All right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Here. Hey, sure. wait, before we go real quick, brother. What up? Uh, I'll catch your punk ass down the road. Woo! I got caught down the road and I <laughs> fell right forward. I was like, hey, what's going on? What do you need? What's, what's <laughs> Damn. <I> yeah. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Striz, let, let, let them know, Striz. I like big kitties. That's right. Tig old bitties. Take it Tiggo easy. Big kitties. Bye. Boom. Boom. Bye. We're Bye. still on the air. We're still on the air. We're still Bye. on the air.